Hi and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. I'm Cal. And I'm Claire. And together we founded the incredible platform that is Leading Ladies in Business, a platform that inspires and supports female business women across the globe. Hi everybody and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. We have got the incredible Angela Spencer here with us today, who is a female empowerment coach. Um, we're really excited to be truly empowered with this conversation <laughs> going forward. Um, so Angela, spill the tea so far on what it's like being a woman in business and how where, where you're up to on that journey and what's that's looked what that's looked like for you. Okay, well thanks for having me. No problem. It's lovely to be here. Um I started my business in 2020. Wow, what a year to start. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was a big kind of wake up year for a lot of people, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Yeah, huge year. And prior to starting Virago Wellness, um I was uh I'd worked for 14 years in corporate. So I'd gone straight from university into the same business. Um, I'd worked six years in buying and marketing. So I grew up in the 90s, so I wanted to be Rachel Green. Yes. Obviously. obviously. Um, so I fulfilled that ambition. Well done. Um, did that for a while, <laughs> enjoyed it, got to travel and all of those wonderful things. And then realized that really what drove me was people and being connected with people. So then I moved into engagement and culture roles within the HR, within the organization and spent the latter part of my career doing that. I've always been kind of obsessed with what makes people thrive and what makes people happy. So I loved my job. I adored my job. Um, I got married, had two children, went back to work after having my second and I was at that point, I was head of culture for the organization and everything on paper was looking really, really good. Yeah. Career was going great, happily married, beautiful daughters. And I reached a point in my kind of mid to late thirties where I just felt really disconnected mm-hmm. from, from my own life. And I was sort of finding myself not feeling fully present when I was with the kids, bits of anxiety starting to slip in, in work and outside of work. And eventually towards the end of 2019, I experienced a panic attack, which was kind of really did feel like it had come out the blue. And I was, I was so confused. I was like, but everything's really great. What is my problem? Um, so I hired a life coach at the time and um, she asked me a question in our first session, which kind of changed the trajectory of my life. And that question was, um, who is Angela? Wow. And it was like one of those moments where, you know, instantly I was like, oh, well, I'm I'm a head of culture. I've got two beautiful children. I'm a mom, I'm a wife. And she stopped me. And was like, okay, Angela, I know that they're the roles that you play in life, but I'm really interested in oh, knowing who and is you. Angela. The yeah. roles that you play in life. Wow. Exactly. And it was like she stripped me bare of everything that had become my identity in mm. that room. And there was this moment of silence and so much happened inside mm. me where I was like sadness, regret, 
unable to to answer a simple question of of who who was I at that point. Mm. Um, so that kind of kick started what became five years of mm. self discovery, healing. Mm. I'm still on a self discovery journey. And in 2020, I'd gained so much from coaching myself mm. personally. I was coaching internally at the organization that I worked for. And when the pandemic hit and we went into mm. lockdown, I felt so steady mm. and calm in myself compared to where I'd been the year before. And I knew it was all based on my mindset mm. and the work I'd done and the work that I was continuing to do. And all around me, I just felt like everyone was crumbling. Mm. So the opportunity came up for me to leave the business. And it, and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to train. I'm going to become a coach. Mm. So I left in the summer. I trained. I was accredited within six months um, as a practitioner coach. And yeah, I've been in business now for two and a half years supporting women on their own self-discovery journeys. Congratulations. Wow. What a you. journey. Incredible. What, what would you journey. say was the hardest challenge that you had to come overcome within that journey? Um, and how did you overcome it? So for myself and for a lot of my clients, I think one of the hardest things that we have to overcome as women is our inner critic, mm. especially when you run your own business. Yeah. You are the greatest asset in your business. And if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't see that, if you don't invest in yourself, your business won't be a success. And I work with doctors, lawyers, teachers, entrepreneurs. Literally every woman I've ever worked with has an inner critic, mm. you know? And these are incredible, successful women. And it's like the voice inside your head that is, is controlling the narrative of your life. And my biggest confidence hack was learning that I could overtake my inner critic and replace it with an inner cheerleader through self-compassion, through being consciously aware of my thought patterns, about where they were taking me, thinking about how the thoughts in my head and the way I spoke to myself internally, how's that gonna impact my future? You know, I was, you know, I'm a mum of two girls and I had this like light bulb moment where I was like, if I spoke to them the way I speak to me in my head, yeah. how are they going to, you know, how are they going to grow up? And that's it for me. It's all about my biggest continued journey is constantly replacing that inner critic with an inner, mm -hmm. inner cheerleader, mm -hmm. believing in myself. Um, I think so many of us, we carry things and I do a lot of belief work with my clients. We carry things that aren't ours to carry. Yeah. Society expectations, parental expectations, yeah. things that teachers, boyfriends, people in the street have shouted to us, you know, mm. things that we, you know, those things that you, you all know the yeah. things where you can close your eyes and you can think of them mm. and they hurt you, but they don't need to be the dictators in our life. We can take control of our thoughts we can choose a different mm -hmm. out we can choose a different outcome for ourselves and that's been continues to be the biggest journey definitely mm, that's incredible and it's really important that you know it, people identify that that voice isn't always your 
voice and it isn't always your words mm-hmm. it's the words spoken by all of the people who you've you know you've, you've just mentioned um and separating yourself from that is just it is truly it, it's difficult but yeah it's so worth it yeah yeah i think as well it's um it's interesting isn't it how we remember all of the negative things that people have have said to us over the years you know and we can probably go back as far as you know, age five with some of our earliest memories of things that people have said on a playground or that, you know, parents have said without thinking, you know, that that would, Mm -hmm. that would impact in a lifelong capacity. And, you know, but we don't necessarily remember all those things that people say in a positive way Mm -hmm. where people go, you're incredible. You're doing so well. Mm -hmm. You you know, when they're being your cheerleader, it's very easy to go, oh yeah, you know, but they don't see this or they don't see that and they don't see the other rather than remembering those positives. We always remember the negatives. We do. We do. And our brains are wired to protect us. And that's why, isn't it? It goes to the negative. But Look, we live in a modern society. Like, I'm not going to walk out of here today and get taken down by a tiger. Like, yeah. I am actually safe. Yeah. And I don't need to focus on the negative. I can yeah. choose to focus on the positive. Yeah. Absolutely. I do a thing with clients where if, if they want to work on confidence, you know, one of the first things I'll do is, you know, write me an A4 piece of paper of all of the your great assets, your mm-hmm. strengths, nice things that people say about you. And straight away they go, oh, I'm not going to be able to fill an A4 piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. No way. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. But you will. You can. You, you mm. will fill that A4 yeah. piece of paper. And then when you start to absorb those compliments and believe them and, and trust that they're genuine, you know, we don't go around just saying nice things to people for the sake of it. You know, no. I did a leading ladies in business event last night and three different women came over to me and said, um, complimented me on my energy. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's the greatest compliment anyone can ever give yeah. me because that's what I'm working on. I've been yeah. working mm-hmm. on my energy for the last five years and you can't fake energy. Mm-hmm. No. So when someone picks up on that, I'll take that compliment all day long and I'll remember yeah. it. You were glowing, everything you were, I was at the event and when you were talking about what you, what it was that you did, you, the passion was there, it was in your smile, it was in your eyes and I think we were all just, you love what you do. Mm. It's amazing. Thank you. It is beautiful. So who's had the biggest influence in your life? So my mum's had the biggest influence on my life. Mum's an incredible I know, I bet that's the most common answer, isn't it? Um, I don't know whether it's been the most common, but it has been the most common today because everyone said, as we've recorded today, mum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really it'd probably be one. our answer as well. Oh yeah, 100% it? will be yeah. mine. It makes you feel good about being a mum as well. Yeah. It's like, mm, that's nice. Hopefully I'm having a good influence. But um, I've actually spent um, more of my life without my mum than wow. I did with my mum. Wow. Yeah, she passed away when I was 17 um, of breast cancer. So she was 50 and she spent a lot of her 40s battling the disease. Mm. And her influence was so strong when I was younger. I remember when she passed away, I was, you know, I've had to deal with obviously the trauma, but I had a sense of, I was lucky because 17 years with her Mm. was worth a lifetime with someone else. But then life goes on and, you know, and, and you, you become, you get, you learn how to live without them. Yeah. You become a different person, you change, you you grow up. 
And then it was, as I was approaching my 40th birthday, as I said, when I started to have this realization of self-discovery, I remember I'd walk from my office where I worked at the time to my car and mum just kept coming into my head. And this voice in my head kept saying, if you only had 10 years left to live, would wow. you be doing this? Yeah. And I think it was kind of her journey and how she how she died mm. and 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 when her life ended that actually had the biggest influence mm. on me lately yeah because there's no guarantee in life you know no. yeah. we're not all guaranteed that we're going to be here till we're 80 or 90 now so my biggest passion is to help live and tell women to live their happiest and most fulfilled life mm. now not yeah. when they retire yeah yeah you know it's now and yeah, I think it was it was what happened with mum that gave me the confidence and the courage to say, I don't know what my life's going to look like, but what I know I have right now, mm. I want to enjoy, I want to be mm. present in. Mm. And that was a big influence, Thank 100% so to much. where I am now and being sat on this couch. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us as well. And yeah. That was quite emotional. Um, and yeah. I think your mum would be very, very proud. Very. Yeah. And it it is nothing nothing's promised, is it? And we we all deserve happiness mm-hmm. and we deserve not to wish our lives away for the next weekend or the next holiday. And that's how so many people live, isn't it? You know, and mm-hmm. me and Claire always say we are so grateful that we never dread a Monday. Yeah. You know, we don't have that Sunday night dread where you think, oh God, I've got yeah. to go to work tomorrow mm. and I don't know what I'm going into. And that will be the biggest blessing, you know, f- forever that yeah. we love what we do, absolutely. that we get to do something that we love, that we, we've we created something that we absolutely want to work at weekends for yeah. and that we want to work in the <laughs> yeah. evenings for and that we are excited to open the laptop Um that's that's incredible and so many people don't have that you know and everybody deserves to have that because when we follow our passions and we follow what we're what lights us up we do so much better a job that's awful grammar but (laughs) the job that we do is 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 so much more impactful than being sat in a job that we that we hate that we don't want to be in that we get up and dread and that we spend our time wishing for the next weekend or holiday or, you know, time off. Mm, absolutely. It's, yeah. That's no life. You know, you said do what lights you up. And I think when you do what lights you up, you light up everyone around you. Yeah. You know, I never dread a client call. No. I open my map book and I'm like, what's she going to share with me today? Yeah. I just find that fascinating. And, and I never know what's go- where that call is going to go. And neither does she half the time. Yeah. She's a busy woman. She's like working with me on certain parts of her life. We start talking and it's just magical. It's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a trusted position to be in as well, isn't it? You know, to, to have these people who, who open up and, yeah. um, yeah. And you share that part of their journey and their most vulnerable side with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And women who change their lives, you know, yeah. it's fascinating. It's, it's like, amazing. wow, you did yeah. it. Amazing. Everyone's got yeah. the potential, haven't they? Yeah. Everyone. It's incredible. So what goals are you pursuing right now in business or in personal life that you can share with us? So I am so proud to be next month, um, 
delivering the 10th round of my signature group coaching course, which is called Embrace Your Truth. Lucky 10. Lucky 10, yeah. So Embrace Your Truth has been there since the beginning um, Mm -hmm. when I started my business. I should have mentioned that the word virago means a woman of exemplary strength. It means warrior woman. Wow. It's thousands of years old, that word, but that's where its origins come from. And to me, every woman I work with is a warrior woman. She's a virago. She's someone who is taking that brave step into self-discovery. So Embrace Your Truth is about the foundations of understanding who you are, mm-hmm. answering that initial question yeah. of who is, you know, insert name. And it's running for its 10th time. Over 50 women have done it so far. It's just the most amazing course. So I'm really proud to be delivering that again. Um, And I've also taken a step out of my comfort zone in the last six months and delivered my first work-based coaching course, which was called Rise Up. I actually went back to the organization that I worked for Mm. to deliver it, which was wonderful, (laughs) full circle. I worked with seven women who'd recently returned from maternity leave. Wow. And we worked on confidence. We worked on understanding what success Mm -hmm. looks like to you. Um, and yeah, how to elevate yourself within the business Mm -hmm. and how to manage, you know, with everything that comes with being a working mother. So that's been incredible. The feedback was amazing. It was featured in the um, D&I report and um, I'm really excited to deliver more of those in the future. Definitely. And that is so needed. So um, through the community interest company that we run we work a lot with um families from pregnancy we run antenatal courses and then supporting those women um right through then and often the biggest challenge that they face is, as parents is that how on earth am I going to go back to work mm-hmm. because there's such a shift when you have a child um and such a, a shift in identity mm-hmm. Claire's written a book called not just a mummy um oh, wow. and you know that, that lack of confidence in your, your skills now, your abilities now. And both myself and Claire have wanted to do a real piece of work in that position before women return to work on who am I now? What does this yeah. look like for me? Mm. You know, and almost rewriting your CV in a positive way to say, actually, I've not lost anything on maternity leave. Look what I am now able mm. to do because I am a mother. I am so much yes. more able to multitask yeah. and juggle and, you know, to not let that be a, a time where we've lost skill, but where we have gained an incredible skill set that we take on to, into the workforce and that yes. propels us to the next stage of our career rather than parenthood and motherhood holding us back and mm-hmm. preventing that, you know, career rise. Beautiful I love said. that. Yeah. Absolutely. And the women I speak to, they need more of that. They need yeah, the definitely. case studies. Like, where are the women who have done that? Yeah. Who have reinvented themselves, who've come back stronger? Yeah. Mm. Tell your story because mm. it's inspiring, isn't yeah. it? Mm. We yeah. both didn't go back, did we? We both no. started our own business yeah. and we couldn't, yeah, we, we couldn't do that. The yeah. School life just wasn't for us anymore, um, which is lovely. And we met each other yeah, uh, through the women's organization. And yeah. Yeah, it's all, all been great from there, hasn't it, Cal? It has, yeah. Yeah, it has. It, it has. has, until that was, Claire made me a cup of tea. <laughs> um, it nearly all went downhill then. That's um, year, but, 
Yeah. Yeah, that was the first year. Like honeymoon period. And you it just, was. It was yeah. over in an instant, wasn't it? Yeah. Nearly. Nearly. I think the honeymoon period ended there and then. The friendship carried on because we overcame the issue. But I mean, the honeymoon period of this woman's perfect in my life. On <laughs> 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 that note, <laughs> I need a new co-partner. Co- <laughs> <laughs> well there we are um yeah so our closing tradition on this show um <laughs> yeah after such a deep and meaningful conversation there that really was incredible um yeah is um your preference on how you make the perfect, perfect cup, cup of tea okay so um i'm gonna tease this out i put the kettle on yeah and this is something this is a tradition that i started um during lockdown to steady myself mm-hmm. so I am all wow. about stealing moments when you can because mm-hmm. look we're all busy mm-hmm. you know yeah. work working parents whatever we're all busy while the kettle's boiling I always go outside and I take a big deep breath in mm-hmm. lovely and I just stop and think thank you for this day mm-hmm. I always start my day with a little bit of gratitude when I'm making that cup of tea because it's something that I can do I do a mm-hmm. cup of tea every morning yeah if there's one thing I stick to, it's cup of tea in the morning. Oh, and now it's a daybreaker, isn't it? Yeah, mm. so that's how I start my cup of tea. Then, um, tea bag, milk, squeeze, yeah. remove. Oh, did I say milk? Yeah. <laughs> tea bag, hot water. Okay. I'm so sorry, Claire. <laughs> tea bag, hot water, remove, add the milk. That wasn't actually even my so way. Sorry. So you said you put the milk and the tea bag in before any waters even. Like, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> no, no, that she that's changed a different it. level. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've held myself together so you well just... on this conversation and then I couldn't remember how to make a cup of tea. <laughs> it's okay, you remembered the right way in the end. So, we're all good. so Cal got a point. And you know what? Way. I don't even mind. You can have that point because yeah. I love the fact that you just start the day and start that cup of tea. In such a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. It really yeah. is. But yeah, you've been an incredible guest. You Thank you so and much. And everything that you, you said, we're really looking forward to watching you on your journey. You have got, you know, your, your course and you've got things that um, I know our viewers will absolutely love. So um, we will share everything across our social media accounts as yeah. well. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you, Angela, much. so much for being an incredible guest, even though you do make your cup of tea the wrong way. But the right way at the same <laughs> the time. The right way for me. If I can remember how to make a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So busy being mindful that you're not exactly. in the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is it. I know. Thank you so much. Uh,